This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Rising optimism on cotton fix. Food aid targeted. Conaway's tough new job. USTR pick delayed. And Purdue raises wildfire aid. Congressional budget negotiators are making progress on a fix for cotton producers that could have far-reaching implications for the next farm bill. The House and Senate Appropriation Committees are working on the legislation to fund the government for the rest of the current fiscal year. And the National Cotton Council is lobbying to get a provision included in the spending deal that would make cottonseed eligible for the Farm Bill's price loss coverage program. Supporters of the cotton industry have been lobbying the chairman of the House Appropriations Committee, Rodney Freelinghusen, a Republican of New Jersey, to include the PLC provision of the spending bill. Freelinghusen is very optimistic that the cotton provision will be a part of the agreement that, according to the chairman of the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Robert Adderholt, a Republican of Alabama. The top Democrat on that subcommittee, Sanford Bishop of Georgia, also told AgriPulse he believes there's a good chance the cotton provision will make it into the legislation. The PLC provision would make it easier to write the new farm bill because it would ensure that there is a funding stream or baseline for cotton. That would in turn mean that money wouldn't have to be taken from other programs to take care of cotton producers. On the other hand, Food aid could be trimmed. Food aid programs may not fare as well as cotton in the bill. President Trump proposed to cut the Food for Peace program and eliminate the McGovern Dole International School Feeding Program. Lawmakers won't go that far, but Adderholt suggests there could be cuts, especially in McGovern Dole. Adderholt said we're going to do as much as we can, but clearly there are going to be cuts somewhere. Adderholt said his priority is to protect food for peace because it relies on shipping U.S. commodities to areas in need. He also said rural America came in very strongly for Trump. Rural America is supportive of this program. Negotiators are trying to iron out details of the spending measure while Congress is in recess over the next two weeks. The continuing resolution currently funding the government expires April 28th. Conaway takes over Russian probe. You'll have to excuse House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway if he's preoccupied for a while. Conaway, who also was a member of the House Intelligence Committee, is taking over the panel's investigation into Russia's involvement in the 2016 election. Committee Chairman Devin Nudis has recused himself from the probe. The assignment is high risk, high reward for Conaway. His fellow Republicans will be indebted to him if he's successful in getting the investigation on track, and he can assure the public that the probe is bipartisan. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he's confident Conaway will follow the facts wherever they lead. The committee spokesperson says the investigation won't affect the timeline for writing the farm bill. Conaway has already said he doesn't expect to move the legislation until next year. Minor demands delay USTR nominee. Bob Lighthider's nomination as U.S. Trade Representative stuck in committee as the two-week congressional recess begins. Some Democrats are using the USTR nomination as a vehicle to get pension and health care funds for thousands of out-of-work minors. Amid those demands, the Senate Finance Committee yesterday delayed its vote on Lighthizer. 
Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, who's a member of the Finance Committee, says farmers need to have Lighthizer on the job, saying, quote, he'll be a champion for agriculture. We need him on board. Ag Chairman appeals for school relief. Roberts is asking USDA to relax the sodium and whole grain standards that the Obama administration implemented under the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act. The pending budget deal is likely to extend a waiver provision for the whole grain standard, but Roberts says it's not enough. He also said in a letter to the department that schools don't have the flexibility and certainty that they need. Roberts says schools need immediate help as well as a long-term fix. Purdue and Duvall help wildfire victims. Former Governor Sonny Purdue's Senate confirmation for Ag Secretary may be on hold for a couple of weeks, but that didn't stop him from personally raising money for farmers and ranchers hard hit by the wildfires that raged across Texas, Oklahoma, Colorado, and Kansas last month. Last night, following the first day of sales, Midland Bull Test in Columbus, Montana, hosted an auction to support the wildfire relief efforts. One of the hottest tickets was a private lunch for four in Washington, D.C., with Purdue and American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall. The two native Georgians said they'll split the tab and all funds raised will go to the American Farm Bureau Federation to be distributed to families affected by wildfires. The winning bidders, four cattlemen from across the country, collectively paid $7,000 to have lunch with Purdue and Duvall at a yet-to-be-determined date. NRECA and Grange get seats on broadband panel. Rural electric co-ops of the National Grange will have voices on a committee that will advise the Federal Communication Commission on ways to promote the expansion of high-speed internet service. The CEO of the National Rural Electric Cooperatives Association, Jim Matheson, and the president of the National Grange, Betsy Huber, are among 28 members of the newly created Broadband Deployment Advisory Committee. The panel will meet for the first time on April 21st. Matheson said access to high-speed Internet is a key ingredient for a healthy 21st century economy, particularly in rural America. Huber said rural communities, quote, deserve equal opportunity and need the economic benefits that come with broadband service. Here's today's He Said It. NGOs, or non-government organizations, call the shots in the EU. That's not the way it is in the United States, and we don't want it to become that way. That's Nick Giordano, Vice President and Council Global Government Affairs for the National Pork Producers Council, explaining why the group was cool to a possible trade agreement with the European Union. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.